Blog Talk Radio. Bottom Line Show Live, and I'm your show host, Dame Lillian Walker, and we are in the beautiful city here of Huntington Beach at Luxium Media Studios, and boy, do I have the most interesting man in the world. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, I was told that this is the most interesting man in the world, and he has an incredible story to tell us about his secrets to success. His name is Steve Radinaw. Steve, can you hear us? How are you, Lillian? Fantastic. I'm so delighted and honored to have you on our show today, Steve. Thank you. That's my pleasure. And let me let me help you with that last name. It's Radenbaugh. Radenbaugh. Well, Radenbaugh. thank you for yeah, you got it. Fantastic. Well, Steve, before we dive in deep about your secrets to success, Tell me a little bit and uh, share with our audience, if you would, a little bit about of your, yourself, where you were born, you know, your family. Well, I was born in uh, California. I grew up in Los Angeles, Woodland Hills. I have five brothers and sisters, all athletes. Okay. Had very involved, very involved, loving parents, and led a, a, a sheltered life I led. <laughs> so you grew you grew up in in Southern California? Yes, actually Woodland right. Hills, California. In Woodland Hills in LA. And uh so you come from a large family and and what was school like for you growing up? School was uh a blast. Loved it. Loved my friends, the people, the coaches, the teachers. Um, I guess I was a blessed kid, and I don't know why, but I was. Well, did you play a lot of sports, uh, or you, were you more artistic? And, uh, you know, paint a picture for us as to you know, what was that like? I was an athlete. I uh, ran track, pole vaulted, high jumped, um, played football. And I've been involved with sports ever since I was a uh, a little eager. Great. And uh, at what age did you know what you wanted to do? Well, um, my father was uh, in the roofing business. We had a uh, large uh, roofing company, Built Well Roofing Company, and... uh, We've been in business for 80 years. Wow. And he wow. he was a very successful guy, uh, a golfer. And um, I went to work for him at the age of, I guess, 15 and a half or something. And I uh, just got along with people very well. I was very confident. I was secure in who I was. And... Uh, 
I went to work for my dad, estimating, selling, selling jobs, and I was probably one of the top people in his company within a year. And wow. uh, it just, I just kept doing what I do best and what I know, and that was uh, seeing people and belly to belly and uh, selling jobs and and closing deals and move, you know moving on down the road. And, and I became. Uh, <clears throat> go ahead. I was going to say, did you have uh, during your beginning years or later on? Did you have any kind of ma- Did you face any kind of major challenge or adversity that was? Um, you know, a pivoting point in your life? Well, not really. Um, Kept working, was very successful. Um, My parents were into real estate. I think I I owned my first apartment building when I was 23 years old. Wow. And I, uh, I, I look a lot younger than I am. And it was interesting because I'm like a kid knocking on these doors to collect rent from these older people. It's like, <laughs> hey, dude, you know, pay your rent. What is this, you know? And I was mm-hmm. a kid, basically. And I learned, um, I, I learned a lot. I had a worldly education. Went to college a little bit, but mostly went to work. And I was very driven and focused and. Uh, uh, you know, people do what they want to do every day because that's what they want to do. Whether it's pick up a bottle of booze or a joint or go to work, do something with your life, make it successful, move forward in a positive way, and that's what I did. So, so take us back to you said you were 23 years old when you bought your first building. Yes. So, so take us back to the mindset that you had as you were looking to buy that first building because you didn't have a history of having, you know, that was your, your first piece of real estate that you were buying. I'm sure that you must have had uh, a little bit of um, either nervousness or concern. It's like, wow, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm, you know, can I do this? You know, what was that experience like? If you can take us back to maybe the emotional space that you were in and what you were thinking mentally and how how did you get the the chutzpah to say, you know what, I'm going to do this, and even though maybe it may or may not be scary, I don't know, um, how you move forward with that? Because I'm sure that, that you know, that was, that's a major accomplishment, whether you would have done it at 20, 23, or 33. Well, it, it was interesting because um, I was working out selling, and uh, a friend of my dad's, who a dear friend who was in the real estate lending business, um, suggested that this is something I may want to look at and do. And my father had buildings, so you know I figured, well, I need to start doing this. And mm-hmm. I think I was, I think I had gotten married the year before and. I owned a home, I bought a home, and uh, this was my my first big investment. 
And he was very instrumental in uh, moving me forward with that project. And then once I got my first one, I think a year later or something, about another one, and uh, that grew to buying another one, and that was where I made my mistake. That's where you made your mistake? Yeah, because I stopped. I should have kept buying and buying and buying, but I didn't. And at at that age is when my dad uh, retired, and uh, I took over uh, running of the business, my brother and I. Mm-hmm. And I was 30 years old at that time, and I had 200 people working for me. But I think what was probably the most important thing that happened to me during that time is I had the respect of every person that worked for my father as being one of and not with any real particular help from any one individual, but I did it mm-hmm. myself. And mm-hmm. when I when I had the opportunity to take that position over, I was immediately respected and had a lot of admirers of what I had accomplished at my young age of running a company of that size. Wow. Yeah, that's not easy to do. No, uh, it was so you, They saw that you, your work, yeah, they saw your work ethic and the fact that you, you know, things weren't given to you, that you, by your own right and your own drive, you went out there and made it happen. Yes, and I think that's a huge um, benefit to any family business when one of the family members isn't looked at as a a spoiled brat. And it allows the it allows the people that at at that time that are working for you to respect you, to honor you, and to listen to you, and Vice versa, you as a business owner and a responsible individual and responsible for numerous families to make sure this thing keeps going the way it's supposed to, you have that same honor and respect for those people that work for you. Well, you know, and that's, I think, something that these days we don't hear too much of in business, but... uh having that in the workplace where as a business owner that you have the honor and respect, you know, of those who are working for you and you reciprocate in kind, you know, with the people that work for you. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's a, it's a, an honorable position to be an owner of a company and to be able to respect and love your employees Mm-hmm. And, to, and, to, and to build a company based on that respect and that honor for each other. And I could mm-hmm. say to 
numerous if I did, hey, I need help with this. Can you help me with this? 100% cooperation. Wow. So it was, uh, and, and I didn't know, you know, I didn't, I look back on it, but as a young man, I didn't, you know, uh, realize what was happening or taking place, but I did spend a lot, a lot of time there. It was, you know, it was uh, a tough, tough time for me because I was out on the field and dealing with all those issues, and now I'm in the office dealing with all the paperwork and the accounting issues and that side of business, which I wasn't used mm-hmm. to. And, yeah, and, to, uh, and so, you, so you had complete buy-in from the 200 employees that you had when you took it over. Absolutely. Wow, Absolutely. That's, that's unprecedented. And I, I, um, I had the respect of all of them. They liked me. When I would show up on my jobs as a salesperson, I would always bring them food and drinks and any issues, and I would handle those issues myself. I would go out and get what we needed to get to get the job completed, and they just saw that I was on their side. It wasn't about me. Wow. You had their back. Yep, and they had mine. Mm -hmm. A very rich quality. Yes, yes. And I loved, so, I loved it. Mm-hmm. I, I've been blessed because of it. Wow. And it's like I tell, people, I tell people, you know, being in the roofing business is a very tough, tough business. You're dealing with tough men. You're dealing with uh, hard workers. And I, I, used, I could tell anybody, I could run anything. Dealing with these guys and what I've dealt with, I could run anything. Wow. So that's, you, um, that's 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 a wonderful, um, you know, family. You've basically created an extended family where you're you're kind of all cooperating and working together. Almost, it sounds like it was like one organism, uh, moving with the same goal, with the same intention, and with the same respect and regard for each other to, you know, be successful in this roofing business and serving your customer base and your repeat clients. Yep. Yeah, and I love these guys, and, and they knew it. And if, wow. I remember one time, one of uh, one of my employees had a, his child was very very sick, and uh, he couldn't afford to deal with the medical issues here. And we got an airplane, we flew him back to Mexico, and we took care of his wow. son, saved his life, and brought him wow. back. And he worked for us, and. Things like that, that you, you deal with family issues that are just beyond you and your family. They're about mm-hmm. about showing respect to every individual that is part of your life mm-hmm. and doing what you can for them, and they know, they knowing that you will be there for them. Mm-hmm. Um, that, you are you are known. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. That that helps build 
a very powerful company. That mindset mind builds a very powerful company where very few outsiders can come in, create issues, and cause trouble. Well, it sounds to me that that is that honor and that respect and care that you have for each other, and it starts from the top of the organization because you started yes. and took the reins with that intention, and apparently you communicated very effectively and efficiently uh, with them, and they in kind reciprocated. But it sounds to me like that was the cement, the binding agent that um, really is, I think, the backbone of the secret to your success, which I'm sure transcends any business that you have touched and, you know, endeavored. Would you agree? Yes. Yes. And it started with my dad. Wow. My dad had that same respect and uh, honor that, that I was able to achieve. And uh, I, I'm very grateful and thankful for, for, for not only being that young in that type of a, of a position, but being around people that made you great and that made you perform well because of the respect and honor they had for you. Wow. So let's break down the words respect. Uh, respect, uh, according to the uh, Webster's Dictionary, is a feeling of deep admiration for someone or something elicited by their abilities, qualities, or achievements. How would you define respect? Um, well, that kind of hits it right on the right on the head there. That was perfect. I like that. <laughs> I wouldn't have said it, but I like it. <laughs> um, it's it it is. It's respecting that individual. It's admiring him for what he or she does and how they do it. And it's a so, it's a, mm-hmm. a a powerful position to be in whether you're the president or you're running a small company and your family members and your loved ones. It's the whole, whole spectrum. It starts with you, though. It comes from you. It's not a learned thing. It's not a something that you're, uh, you can go out and purchase and be educated on. It's something that, that is in your heart and soul, and that's how you choose to walk. Mm. Wow, I like that. So for you, respect is admiring someone for what he or she does and how they do it and how they choose to yeah. How they choose to walk yeah, on something you, that you bring to the table. Correct. And if if you choose another road, you choose to be a slacker, you choose to be lazy, you choose to be rude or insensitive or disrespectful, hey, that's on you. 
and don't expect much out of life if that's the road you take. Mm-hmm. What you reap, you will sow. Mm-hmm. A law of cause and effect. Yep. Yep. Darwin's uh, action and reaction. Well. So on the uh, other side, you mentioned the word honor, which is uh, defined by Webster's as high respect or esteem or a privilege, or uh, or to regard someone highly. So how would you define honor? Um, well, when you're uh, sitting in a group of 100 people or 150 people in your company and you, you get up and you speak about the great leaders in your company and you honor them and you call them out and you share the admiration and respect you have for those people because of their worth, work ethic and how they show up every day and how they work hard and how they take that extra step. When you, when you honor those people and they see that in you because you see that in them, it's a win-win. You can't miss. You know what I mean? So, would you, so you're saying that uh, for you, when you honor someone, you're, it's like a recognition Correct. And, uh, and an acknowledgement of the greatness of your own honor. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. It's not about you. Mm-hmm. It's about the people that work for you. And I have a, I have a thing I, I share and I say with people. And about being healthy. Some people walk around, they're not unhealthy. They don't eat well. They're not in good shape. It's very hard for them to get up a flight of stairs. And staying healthy, it's not about you. It's about the people that need you. It's about being able to perform as a, a dad, a grandparent because you're healthy and you're able. And it's about taking the steps and honoring yourself and respecting yourself enough to take those steps to make yourself as good as you can. And if you don't and you ignore them and your life isn't fulfilled and isn't full, shame on you. Because it's your life and it's no dress rehearsal. This is it. You're looking at it. You're looking at it. Every day you get up in the mirror and you do with it with what you want. And the choices you make make you great or they make you a slacker. And well, you know, this is very interesting because I've had, I've had quite a few guests on this show and I've never had anybody put the spin or perspective that you just gave on health how it's not only a responsibility that you take to take care of your health for your own sake, but because you have a responsibility 
to care for and provide for your family and that you owe it to them to take good care of yourself and eat well and be healthy and to be strong because if you're not, you're not going to be able to fulfill your commitment to taking care of your family. So you, it's, a, it's an accountability to them. And again, it seems like full circle because you keep on saying it's not about you. It comes back out to it's all about them. You there, Steve? Steve. Steve, if we've lost you, just call back into the studio. Uh, I'm going to elaborate on this point because this is the first time on this show, and we've had, you know, gold medalists. We've had Oscar winners, Emmy winners, Tony winners, uh, Grammy winners, and, you know, many of Oprah's guests on the show. And Steve is the first person to come on board to actually have this perspective about how to look at your responsibility of taking care of your body, taking care of your health, and you're doing that not just for your own sake, but you're taking responsibility for your own health and how you feed and what you feed it is because of the responsibility that you have as a man or a woman to take care of your family. And uh, it's the first time I ever hear that perspective, and I'm, I, I can tell that this is part of the foundation of Steve's secrets to success and how he lives life so passionately. Um, I hope we get Steve to call back in here. Uh, I'm sure he's aware. But uh, this is, a, um, I think, a, a, a very big point for today's show that people need to realize that Life in general is not all about you. And we do have responsibility to others. And I think oftentimes we, you know, we, you know, Alex Mendozian, who's been on our show too, he, he talks about how you can't see things from inside the jar. That is probably one of the best word picture, pictures that I know of that depicts how we are as human beings. You look at a glass jar, it has a label on it, and as you pick up the jar, of course you could read the label, the ingredients, everything that's on that label, but if you were that jar, you would be inside that jar, and looking outside of the jar, you would not be able to see your own label. And oftentimes we come from that perspective that we we just are seeing things from our own eyes and not looking at the bigger picture that we truly are. And we hear this time and time again. The ancients and the mystics talk about how we are all. Hello? Hello? Steve, are you there? Yeah, what happened? Yeah. Uh, It looks like the call got dropped. Anyhow, we were uh, talking about your unique perspective on health, how it is 
not just something that you do for yourself, but it is something that you do because if you're not feeding yourself properly, if you're not taking care of your body and putting health as a number one priority, you are not able to fulfill your commitment and your obligation to take care of your family. And Correct. Those, those, and even your coworkers and people that you work with and for, you're not able to be fully operational because you're failing that's an area that you're failing in or that's an area that you're succeeding in and therefore you're able to be more successful in what you do because you have taken that responsibility to eat what's right and to take care of your body and to work out and so forth. Absolutely. You're right. Well, you're, yeah, you're the a, one who said it, it, it and articulated it, it that way. I, I, <laughs> you're the first person ever on this show, so I'm like, wow, that's a different perspective. Um, yeah, I, I, I share that a lot with people that um, may be trying to lose some weight, uh, may be trying to uh, get on for the first time and ride a bicycle and do the things that they uh, want to do, but are physically unable because of their health or they've chosen not to... Uh, take the right path years ago. And I am starting to see a, a common thread that you, you're, the way that you pivot in the world and that you come from is really, in the ancients and the mystics talk about how we're all connected and we're all one, but you really do live this and embody this where you have this instinctive recognition that you are, you are one with others and it's not about you. And that's why you you have self-respect and self-honor and self-care for health. And you move forward recognizing that, you know, that that needs to be um, given and done for others to complete the circle, if you will. Um, yes, but it's, I think it's your responsibility as a parent or um, owner of a company or grandparent to be the best you can be. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you're going to be perfect all the time and you're not going to make mistakes, but your goal and your, your, your thoughts are always to try to be the best you can be and do the best you can. And when you live that way, um, it shows and your light shines bright and people come up to you and they just ask you questions. And it's, it's very interesting, the, the, the energy that you attract towards you. It's actually, I call them blessings. Mm-hmm. You know, I, uh, if you don't, I can share a, a very cute story with you, if you don't mind. Sure. Um, I was at Nobu in Malibu having dinner with um, a very dear friend of mine. And uh, previously, maybe six, eight months, eight months later or earlier, I had a conversation with a young woman, um, 
there and I was sitting visiting with her back and forth and uh, she was talking and every few words she'd say the F word or just profanity would come out of her mouth as a lot of young people do. And I'm sitting there listening for a little while and I said, wow. I said to myself, I, I have to say something. I just can't sit here. And I, and I stopped her and I said, can I share something with you? She says, yes. And I said, you're a young, beautiful woman and you're letting this garbage flow out of your mouth. And I said, you're too beautiful and amazing to allow that garbage to come out of you. What should come out of you is beautiful, kind, uplifting, elegant words. And I said, I just, I have to share that with you because you're, you don't need to be saying those things. And, you know, we finished and she left and I left. And about six months later, I'm there again with my buddies. And, and uh, there was about five of us sitting around. And this girl walks up to us. And she says, hi. She says, do you remember me? And I said, no. I said, what, what happened? Tell me. Tell me the story. And she said, I just want to let you know you changed my life. Wow. And I said, wow. I said, how, how, how did I do that? She says, you not only changed my life, you changed my friend's life. I go, okay, now I'm interested. What is it? What did I do? She said, remember we were sitting at the bar and you were talking about this or that, and, and you told me that I really shouldn't be saying those words and, and talking that way. Oh, yeah, I remember, I remember. She says, well, that's what did it. You changed my life, and I just want to thank you for that. And I said, well, you're very welcome. That's what I love to do, and that's why I'm here. So she, she left, and my friends are sitting there listening to this whole thing. Wow. And you can't even purchase any amount of money can never fulfill that blessing. Wow. And when people live in a honorable, um, beautiful way and their, their life is to benefit not other people because of that's their goal or that's what they want to do every day. It's because they live their life on a higher level. And I would recommend to anyone that's listening that they look and listen to what I'm saying because we are all capable and we're all blessed and all we have to do is step into it and own it and live up to it, and you will change the world. Without a huge cause behind you, without millions of dollars behind you, just you. And that's how I try to operate in this world. Wow. 
Well, that's that's an amazing uh, story, and I gotta say, um, from where I'm sitting, I recognize that that took courage on your part to be that authentically truthful and raw with her, and call her basically call her to the carpet and say, "Hey, this is very unbecoming." and doesn't edify and uplift you in any way. And basically her verbal health needed a checkup from the neck up. And yes, and a very smart, brilliant young lady. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, I don't know where they learn this stuff. I don't know where they think it's okay. I, you know, my nieces and nephews, they're running around, and I'll say a bad word, and I go, where'd you grow up, in the gutter? I mean, where? Come on. Yeah. I don't want to hear that stuff, you know, and I, I call everybody out on it. And, you know, one way or another, but um, it's just, and I'm not afraid to do it. Because not only does it affect you, it affects the people around you. Mm-hmm. And it's not okay. Your buddies and your yeah. pals and your gang may think it's okay. And, you know, you know, you hear it on TV and you hear it on the news. You, I mean, you know, just there's other ways of doing it and saying it without teaching millions of people through the media mm-hmm. that that's cool in a movie or that's, you know, did you see that scene? That was so cool when he said this or that. And blah. You know, hey, no, it's not cool. You know, and wow. I, I, I would like to see that changed in our society. And I would like to see our young people really have, be able to look up to to athletes and, and that are really on board and heading down the right path. And a lot of them aren't. You know, it's a shame. And when I was growing up, you know, these athletes were golden to me. And you never heard, you know, they had probably had different lives. And the media is all over today, and it's much more prevalent. But I think um, when I was growing up, it was different. It was a, it was a, a respectful position to be a great athlete but not only a great athlete, a great man behind the athlete. And I think we're missing some of that today. And I think the media, you know, they love to, they love to grab some guy that's great and just rip him apart, you know, because he's made a mistake. But these guys get coached. They get coached. They get coached from their team about the media. They know what's going on. They know how to act. They just, something inside them just can't, for some reason, pull it off. And it's the the level in which they choose to operate on. Mm-hmm. They choose a lower level, what comes out of their mouth, uh, the people they hang around with, you know, the, the, the garbage. And, uh, you know, it's 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 got to be tough, but on the other hand, I look at my life and my parents, and I have parents, and I grew up with both parents, and 
I never dealt with that that um, separation of family and discard and and uh, unrest and you know people have uh, alcoholism in their parents and you know all these things are just you know they're just that's being on the dark side and a man that has children and he wants them to grow up and be productive and an accomplishment and he's you know drunk half the time i mean it's just not going to work mm-hmm. and we need to we need to change that family dynamics within our cities within our communities and we need to build powerful strong men that live at a higher level and that take people up with them not down Yeah, it sounds to me, it's coming back full circle, the issue of having clean speech goes back to self-honor and self-respect. And if you have that for yourself, then you can give that to others. And you owe it to not just yourself, but you owe it to those around you, everyone. Absolutely. And, And so it's, it's, Again, uh, it seems like, you know, and this, this is something that's not talked about much, you know, in our day and age and in our society and in definitely in business circles. And um, I'm so glad that you're bringing this to our awareness as to your secrets to success because it's loud and clear that this is, you know, the the golden thread that runs through you. And it's 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 awesome to watch your children who you who if you've raised them and and you've watched them grow up and every child has to go through life and they got to live it themselves you can't have somebody harping on them constantly you have to allow them to breathe and move and go but what you've instilled in them and what you've taught them by you living your life this way is when it's their turn to make a critical decision that you've given them a foundation, you've given them something that is worthwhile, and they make the right one at the right time. That's what's important. Mm-hmm. And you work on that your whole life. And you watch your children grow up and all of a sudden you see this beautiful woman who's just doing fabulous, who's maybe not where you are because of the age difference, but you see them heading in the right direction. And children bring great joy to your life. Mm -hmm. When your children are honorable and taught well and are thankful and gracious and kind. And I call that a beautiful individual. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's our, again, it's, uh, it goes back to that honor and that respect for yourself and bringing that to your children, your family, your 
coworkers, your employees, your clients. It's, it's the thing that can un- that does universally connect us to others and yeah, I, I, those that are of like-minded spirit too. Correct, and that 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 is what is very cool. And um, I. I notice that a lot, that the people that I'm attracted to, that speak to me, that want me to speak, that, that come to me, um, are are gracious, good, kind-hearted people, and uh, their their hearts are in the right spot and heading in the right direction. And I'm going to share something else with you that is, and when I speak to people and I share this um, and I'm I, and I tell them this is the, probably the most important thing that you can ever realize in your entire life and something that you build your foundation on when you realize it and you get it and I will share with you that God has created each and every one of us. And some people don't believe in God. Whoever you believe this miracle is, is fine with me. But he created you exactly the way he wanted you. And there is no one, no one has ever been created like you and ever will be created like you. You're it. You are that fantastic. You are that amazing. You are that perfect. And and that's very, very important to realize because when you step into that and you know that and you Accept that, you become a very powerful individual, and the plane in which you choose to live becomes very high. Mm. And you get one shot at it, one shot only. That's how amazing everyone is, and a lot of people don't realize it. And they go through life not knowing who or what their purpose is, or why they're here. Because they don't understand that one fact of their absolutely very, very valuable, each and every one of us. Wow. Very, very profound and very... um very centered. Wow. So I understand that you have some exciting uh, projects in queue. And uh, I think you have a show also uh, in pre-production. Uh, if I, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, working with uh, Icon Media, David Fagan, and we're uh, putting a, a, TV to show, a TV show together. And hopefully I'm going to be coming out with a couple of books that are going to explain these things that that I shared with you today. Mm-hmm. 
in more detail and more more uh, stories and and uh, I think it'll be great and I I would like to see our men and our communities and our leaders step up to the plate and be all they can be and become men again. Wow. And uh, I think uh, I think I have a lot to share, and I think uh, hopefully people would listen and and try to um, move in that direction. Hmm. Well, I definitely think that it's a message that is much needed, and uh, we definitely need to hear more about this. We we don't have uh, enough. Uh, I don't want to say just business folks, but I want to say people who are in places of prominence where uh, they're able to be heard and the the topic of respect and honor, again, is not oftentimes um, addressed in business. I I think pretty much uh, not registering, not to say that there aren't people that don't, you know, uh, operate with respect and honor, but it's not really talked about. And I think the way that you, you know, share of yourself and how you bring honor and respect to self and to others. Uh, really awesome. Sorry, we're hearing there a little bit of background noise. Yeah. But, um, it's, what's um, the name of? Do you have? Is your show been named yet? Well, we're working on that. Um, working on the name. There's uh, three words that. Um, we're going to try to um, to work with and around. It's going to be um, it's going to be um, confident. It's going to be um, complete. You know, when you're a completed individual, there are uh, when you feel good about yourself and. Uh, and you're able to um, do things and speak with people because you're secure and you're you're confident and you're complete um, and you're calm. It uh, those are some powerful words that an individual should try to achieve. And so we're going to try to build a show around that, but it's it's going to be more about the things that I do as an individual. Um, and I'll share some of those with you. I am a, a nationally rated uh, mountain bike racer. I uh, uh, race Porsches. I uh, fly helicopters. I fly airplanes. Uh, I sail. I play golf. Um, I do a lot of um, very, very cool things. And um, I believe anybody, anybody that wants to step into their greatness and own up to it and not be afraid, fear is a killer, (laughs) to try new things, I absolutely um, encourage them 100%. 
And like I shared with you in the beginning, this is no dress rehearsal. This is it, man. And what you choose to do, what you choose to let come out of your mouth, what you choose to, who you choose to associate with, all these things become you, become your legacy, become your greatness. And, <clears throat> excuse me, when you, when you, every morning you get up and you want to do something great and good and, and wonderful or be uh, noticed because of who you are or what comes out of your mouth is striving toward that greatness. Mm-hmm. And it's like people talk about success. What's success? Who's successful? You know, money is not success. Success is working in a direction or towards something that feels great and that is good for you and that is healthy. Like a mom. Moms are like, a lot of moms don't feel successful. They got the most important job in the whole wide world. They're shaping and forming, excuse me, I'm getting over a cold here, um, the, the, the people of this world. And there is nothing greater than a successful mom, nothing. And you can't put a price on that at all. And uh, I'm very grateful for my mom. And uh, I just think that being a mother and a good mother is probably the greatest honor in the world. And a lot of people don't look at that life that way. They, it's, you know, but they are shaping those babies to become who they are going to become. And sometimes it's a disappointment. And sometimes it's a great honor. The whole spectrum comes into play. That's when an individual gets to a point in his life where he makes decisions on his own and some of them not so great. You know? And it's... um, it's life is is absolutely amazing and it's beautiful and i'm so grateful for mine and being alive and being able to live every day and being on this show and being able to share these things is is amazing it's a blessing and i want to thank you for this opportunity because what I've had to say is, is, is an important gift to living a successful, good life. Oh, we're at the top of the hour. What a perfect way to end this show. And I love the way you define success and the way you paid homage and honor and respect to your mother and to mothers out there. And... Um, uh, I would say namaste to you. And <laughs> Thank I, uh, you. Honor and, you, and respect you, can... you for your bringing your full being and sharing it. 
with with our audience and myself today. And and feel free to call me anytime. We'll definitely do. Okay. Well, thank you for being on this show, the Bottom Line Show Live. It's been an honor and a pleasure to have you on. We look forward to hearing more about your upcoming show as well and about uh, I'd love to have you back on when you release your your book. Awesome. Would love to. Be great. Fantastic. Peace and, and thank love you always. and blessings to blessings to all. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.